Welcome to Geek Fights. Stop listening. <laughs> uh, no, not really. But this is the edited version of this episode. In a couple days, we're going to put up the unedited, the, the absolute, all the feed, everything everybody said. Um, the outcomes stay the same between the two episodes. So if you want to wait for the unedited version, you can. Or you, or you can listen to this version and then listen to the unedited version to just hear the differences and see what we do. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really doped up right now, so I can't remember anything. So that's it. Can I peek? I don't peek. Keep your eyes shut, all right? All right, I'm turning the lights on. Okay, open them. Oh, wow! Wow, what a swell place to work. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I got the keys, so I just come in, you know, read comics, play music. You worked here a long time? Friends, Romans. Keep my keep my keep. Lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. No tears, te tears, te tears for Caesar. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often turred with their bones, so let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus have told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it was a grievous fault, and grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all. All honorable men. time we stayed up all night drinking apple schnapps and playing Tekken 2. <laughs> that was five years ago. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is best geek movie. That is movies about geeks, not movies for geeks. Well, you know what I mean. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Tonight we have with us John Champion. Nice to be here. Michael Felsher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Barry Ingram. Evening, everybody. Hello. Now, here's how we do this. We have 32 movies about geeks, nerds, dweebs, dorks, and nimrods. Basically, movies about us. And if you're listening to this, uh, it's probably about you, too. Uh, all of them are chosen by our panelists. We set them up in tournament brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other and put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round, where it all starts over again until something is crowned the best geek movie. Now, as always, you get to decide the criteria you use to determine the winner of each match, which is geekiest, which is most like your life, which is the life that you uh, wish your life was like. Uh, whatever you want, uh, you could do something really strange and actually vote for what's the better movie. Uh, doesn't matter how arbitrary or irrelevant, as long as it works for you and supports your choice, we call that geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight. Uh, let's start the fighting. Fight number one, it is Trekkies versus the Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys. John, that one is yours. All right. Well, I don't want to give short shrift to either of these because they're both quite good. Trekkies has a little bit of a controversial element because as good as it is and as thorough as it is, there is kind of that element of, you know, making fun of the geeks, if you perceive it that way. Roger Nygaard, the film director, has been taken to task on that a few times. Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys, uh, obviously a dramatic piece. And uh, follows a, a couple of guys and their kind of obsessed uh, uh, comic book lives. Um, I, I, you know what? I still have to lean toward Trekkies. Like when you say geek movies, 
I think Trekkies kind of is the epitome of a movie about geeks. Just happens that it's about real life geeks rather than the fantasy version of geeks in this case. So um, I'll put in my vote right there for Roger Nygaard's delightful Trekkies. A vote for Trekkies, Michael. Well, I'm going to give short shrift to both of these Trekkies. (laughs) (laughs) Barry? Trekkies, I think, uh, uh, made a good point about making fun of geeks, which I at first found highly offensive, but then I realized if you can't, you know, laugh at yourself, then how can you laugh at the world? And uh, I uh, don't know a whole lot about Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys, having not seen it, so I will vote for Trekkies. Uh, vote for Trekkies. Ah, uh, The Dangerous Lives of Alter uh, Boys. Uh, all right, movie. But I've met a few of the people who were in Trekkies, so I'm going to go with Trekkies. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, you know, it's not going to be, even though it should be. I'll, I'll be able to sing my praises of Trekkies in the next round, but I'll give one vote for to uh, Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys because it was a great movie. I really dug it because uh, I'm a comic book geek, and it was much more of a comic book movie. <laughs> And uh, it was it was really kind of unexpected. I, I I don't even think I knew that there was any sort of comic book element in it uh, when I went to see it. Uh, and uh, I think it's a, a really good movie that a lot of people uh, have not tried, and I think people should try it. So I will give it a vote here, just to say go Netflix or something. A vote for Dangerous Lives, but Trekkies moves on, and we're on to the next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Big Fan versus All the President's Men. Um, big fan is the one with Pat Oswalt in it. That is correct. And all the presidents men. Okay. Well, I don't know how all the presidents men is a geek movie. I mean, they're newspaper reporters. That's not being a geek. I've known people who work for the newspaper and None of them were geeks. Most of them were assholes. So I don't really see how the fuck that has anything to do with being a geek. Why is this on the list? So big fan just because all the president's men has no fucking place on this list. A vote for big fan, Barry. Well, um, I put the, all the president's men on the list because I think that geeks come in all types. You got your regular geeks. You got your science geeks. You got your sports geeks. And here you've got your political geeks, all the president's men. And the reporters are typical geeks because they are dogged in their pursuit. They have a single-minded intent of taking one particular thread and pulling it until it just completely becomes unraveled. And also they have forces um, that are arrayed against them, too, the, the political forces who really, really don't want them to find the truth. But like true geeks, they really don't give a crap, and they single-mindedly pursue what they feel is right and just. And uh, so um, I'm going probably be the only vote, but I'm going to vote for all the president's men. Vote how, for- how does someone being single-minded make them a geek? I don't understand that. <laughs> Well, By that token, Hitler was a fucking geek then. Yes, he was. He was a geek for killing Jews, and that's a horrible statement. (laughs) I should really not record this late. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That was was really offensive. It was. It was. Um, My vote is for Big Fan. Uh, If you ever thought that there's a difference between sport geeks and 
comic book geeks or science fiction geeks watch Big Fan and you will f- realize there is absolutely no difference. It's just the subject matter that's different. Uh, I am voting for Big Fan. Mike? Um, yeah, I really did not uh, understand All the President's Men as a choice. Uh, but I, I like Barry's explanation a lot. And uh, as a geek, I don't have to necessarily uh, have any good reason beyond that. And uh, sure. Pat Oswalt's in Big Fan. And uh, fuck Pat Oswalt. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm still going to vote for All the President's Men because it was a better movie. And, uh, and why not? Because uh, just because I'm a geek doesn't mean I actually have to make any sense about it. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, John. Which one takes the win? Uh, you know what? I, I, I kind of, uh, I see kind of the logic behind All the President's Men as a geek movie. If we're saying that geeks are sort of single-mindedly obsessed about information, about knowledge, you know, they, they want to know everything about Star Trek, or they want to know everything about sports, and they want to know everything about this particular political intrigue at that time. So I, I really do sort of get the logic. Um, big fan... Um, I think is a really interesting movie in portraying that dark side of fandom. And um, like you were saying earlier, showing that the parallel between an obsessed sports fan and an obsessed Star Trek or Star Wars or comic book fan can really be the same thing. Patton Oswalt is quite good in it. So big fan. And big fan takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is the social network versus fellowship of the dice. Uh, and just glancing at the list, it seems like that the social network is kind of like the the Star Wars or the Batman of the list, and that it, it it's the uh, first glance overwhelming favorite. But Fellowship of the Dice, uh, I was uh, I was into the, the 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 board gaming, the Dungeons and Dragons, much uh, earlier in my life. And that the documentary that they did it about it, following the people around it, really, really brought back some some memories of people that I played with and some of the games. And I'm gonna gonna vote against the juggernaut and vote for Fellowship of the Dice. A uh, vote for Fellowship of the Dice. Uh, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't think Social Network is a juggernaut on this list. Uh, they are geeky, and uh, it is a, it is a technically a geek movie, but. Uh, when you put it up against some of the other things on the list, I, I don't think it holds up. But I was never a D&D guy, so I'm going to be voting for Social Network here only because I'm not a D&D guy. Uh, Mike? Uh, you know, it's I have not seen Fellowship of the Dice. Uh, I think it does fit a, a geek movie, uh, certainly uh, in, in a more literal sense. Um, I... I think i will argue you know later about defining a geek movie but here i think social network will get it really just for its its pedigree and that uh this was a really a fantastic movie the great cast who's got spider-man in it and uh directed by david fincher and uh it's it's geek cred is impeccable even if maybe the movie's not as geek movie as some of the other things on here uh so uh you know, maybe maybe it's nice to have uh, an Oscar nominee moving forward, and uh, I'll vote for Social Network. Uh, vote for Social Network, John. 
so I put Fellowship of the Dice on this list because it was one of those movies that we got at DVD Geeks that came absolutely out of nowhere. We had no idea what it was. And then watched it, and everybody absolutely fell in love with it. It's not a documentary. It is a mockumentary. But it is so convincing as a documentary. And unlike Trekkies, it really skirts that line very well, where even though you're kind of poking fun, you do still have tremendous empathy for the people who are in it. Um it just blew us all away. And uh, for that reason alone, you know, social network is, I, I do feel like it's the juggernaut, but to be true to this whole idea of movies about geeks, um, I, I have to give it to Fellowship of the Dice. This is sort of a, a personal favorite of mine. A vote for Fellowship of the Dice, and it's all tied up. Comes down to you, Michael. Which one are you voting for? It's tied up? Yes. Between the social network and a mockumentary about fucking gamers? Yes. Oh, God. Um, the social network. This is embarrassing. Michael, I'm going to send you a copy of Fellowship of the Dice. You will love it. Michael uh, hates no. gamers. <laughs> Passionately hates gamers. I, I hate gamers, and I don't want to watch a. Mo- Why would I'm, you need to do a mockumentary about them? Just film an hour of them doing anything. That's enough. I, I'm right there with you. I hate gamers too, and yet somehow I loved this movie. Well, I appreciate I your opinion, you but I rather eat my. I rather eat my own foot. I really would <laughs> rather eat my own geek <laughs> fight best game with Michael. That'll be good. Um, but no. Social network is moving on through. On to our next fight. It is High Fidelity versus the People versus Larry Flint. I'm sorry, Larry Flint. George Lucas. I'm sorry. (laughs) I kept reading it that way. Uh, High Fidelity has Music Geeks and Jack Black and John Cusack. I like that movie. So I'm going to go with High Fidelity. Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for the People versus Larry Flynn. It's George Lucas, damn it. Well, that'll stand in for it. No. <laughs> no, but I am going to vote for The People versus George Lucas because I watched it recently and it really, really pissed me off. Uh, not uh, not because I, I have any problems with George Lucas. It's because all of those fans really irritated me. So uh, apparently it struck a raw nerve. And uh, uh, I'm going to vote for that because that's, that's a really fucking geeky movie. Uh, vote for The People versus George Lucas. John. Um, yeah, you know, People versus George Lucas nails what obsessed Star Wars geeks are all about. High Fidelity, you have a Jack Black character who typified that, but I like that People versus George Lucas, A, it's real, and B, you get kind of all perspectives there from people who don't care at all or don't see anything wrong with what Lucas did to his original trilogy uh, to the people who, yes, say that their childhood was raped. So if you want to get a glimpse into the geek psyche and not just sort of the the character of the geek, I feel like you have to watch People versus George Lucas. Uh, vote for People versus George Lucas. Michael? I think there's a reason why I haven't watched the People versus George Lucas yet. And the reason for that is, is I don't care anymore. I don't want to give any more time or credence to any of these George Lucas haters who just go around saying, any rate, my child, I don't care. 
I'm done with Star Wars. Can't we move on to some other fucking topic? Even in this goddamn competition for best geek movie, we still got George Lucas in there somewhere. Isn't I'm tired of this shit. Fuck George Lucas. Fuck the whole debate over him. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm voting for high fidelity. It is all tied up. Again, three in a row. Barry, which one are you voting for? I guess this is a testament to how uh, how fractious some of the uh, some of us geek minds think. But in keeping in mind with the title of the fight, the best movie about geeks, I think that the geeks in the People versus George Lucas are just a little bit geekier than the geeks in High Fidelity. So I'm going to vote for People for versus George Lucas. And the people versus George Lucas is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Superbad versus Cinema Paradiso. Uh, this is this is a tough one because I have not seen Cinema Paradiso. And I don't really think Superbad is a geek movie. I think, and this is this argument. I think I'll use a lot, and probably very inconsistently throughout this fight. But for me, there is a difference between a geek and a nerd and a dweeb and a dork, and they're not all interchangeable. This might seem like segregationist, but I think it's just really identifying. A geek movie is about. Science fiction, fantasy, genre geeks. Sports geeks will be in there if there's a very specific kind of geek. But not just about, like, losers and weirdos. You know, there have to be geeky references and things like that. That's really what defines a geek movie. Like, uh, some of the movies on here are about smart people or about nerds, but they're not really geeky references, which is what I would define a geek movie as. So Superbad, as much as I love it, uh, is I don't really think it's a geek movie. But Cinema Paradiso, at least as I recall, is about movie fans, movie lovers, who I guess are essentially geeks. Uh, so I vote for it for that reason. John? Uh, yeah, Mike, that, that is exactly what I was thinking. Um, Superbad is about a bunch of lovable nerds, a bunch of awkward kids but Cinema Paradiso, the reason I wanted it on here is that it, it's about the single-minded love of movies. Um, and, you know, since Hugo just came out, and people are talking about how it's Martin Scorsese's love letter to cinema. It made me immediately think of Cinema Paradiso. So, absolutely, that one gets my vote to move ahead. Michael! Why does... Uh... Why does Carfax have a fox advertising them? <laughs> because it's Carfax. No, it's Carfax. Exactly. That's why the fox advertises them. But the fox does. That's confusing. I, I you're understand. Gonna go the go, you're going to go into the goddamn dealership asking for a Carfax. They're going to look at you like you got shit coming out of your ears. No, that's so they can give you a fake thing. But no, I don't want a fake. I want the real fucking thing. I don't want to go in there asking for a fox. That's stupid. They okay. should have a talking fax machine if they're going to do anything like that at all. But what, what, what's going to happen with this fight here, Michael? What are the two that are fighting? Superbad versus Cinema Paradiso. Paradiso. Oh. oh. I would vote for Cinema Paradiso. All right. Uh, Barry. 
in uh, keeping with uh, my uh, explanation about all the president's men and uh, some of the choices that, that I submitted to the fight here, the, the idea about geeks coming in all genres, I think that Cinema Paradiso should move forward because of its uh, story about film geeks. So I'm going to vote for Cinema Paradiso. And I will quickly make it a clean sweep. And we are on to our next fight. John, this one is yours. It is King of Kong versus Comic Book Villains. Um, you know, this is tough. They're both strong movies about geeks. I just feel like tonight I'm going to be leaning, when it comes down to something like this, I'm going to be leaning toward the one that is real. That it's an exploration of real geeks. And uh, in a case like this, comic book villains has got a great premise, um, some terrific actors in it. But King of Kong, again, to get that really inside look at obsessed fandom, in this case for video games, um, I just have to sway slightly toward that. Uh, Michael? What one? The Super Bad or Cinema Paradiso? Cinema Paradiso. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've not seen comic book villains, so I don't care. Uh, and King of Kong was uh, about as detailed uh, an examination of hopelessly optimistic geekdom versus truly awful, mind-numbingly awful fucking loser geekdom. And I hate that, so let's go with King of Kong. A uh, vote for King of Kong. Uh, Barry. I like the uh, story of King of Kong just uh, a little bit better than comic book villains. I, I really didn't like some of the characters in comic book villains. They sort of sort of made me cringe. So I'm going to vote for King of Kong. Uh, vote for King of Kong. Uh, I will throw a pity vote to comic book villains and let Mike explain why. Mike? Um. Well, yeah, I'll vote for comic book villains. Uh, I, I love the movie. King of Kong is a great movie, um, but it but it's a documentary, and I think uh, I want to see more of the, the fictionalized geeks moving forward, and this was a great look at, at, you know, dudes working in a comic book store, and that's, I mean, that's how Damon and I met. I've worked at several comic book stores. Uh, I, I've, I've known both of the characters in, in that movie and the, the gold mine of, of finding that, that collection, you know, that any, any kind of comic book fan dream. And, uh, and also there's a, a Kickstarter program. Um, Damon, what was it? What's the name of it? About the Mile High Comics collection, which this is kind of based on. Yeah. Why, why are you asking me? Don't it's, ask me. It's on our, it's on our Facebook page. Uh, check it out. Uh, and it's a really kind of fascinating, interesting story, and this is very similar, and it's very dark and twisted, and the, the evil that comic book fans will do to get that, uh, that special issue is all, was all just fantastic. And maybe I was over the top, and it was kind of insane, but, but I still dig it, and, uh, you know, King of Kong's a good movie. Uh, I, I enjoyed it less because it's about video games, and uh, I'm not into video games, and I am into comic books. Edgar's Comics. That's what it's called. Thank you. Uh, on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is War Games versus Pirates of Silicon Valley. This is actually an interesting... Yeah, it's interesting because it's computer geeks versus the ultimate computer geeks. Only problem is that 
Pirates of Silicon Valley is really not a very good movie, I don't think. I, I, I just... It's kind of hard to watch now because I think they could do a better job with it now than they did back when they made it. It aired shortly after Steve Jobs died, and I was watching it, and I was like, this is really kind of lame. And um, so I'm going to go with uh, War Games. Uh, vote for War Games. Barry? I'm going to vote for War Games because of a young Ali Sheedy. Another vote for War Games. My favorite part about video video games, computer geek movies or computer geeks in movies is within three to five years, all of the technology in the movie is outdated and silly. Go back and watch any last one of these. Uh, War Games, though, kind of holds up because it just is an 80s movie and you, you think that's possible in the 1980s. It really wasn't. So I'm going to go with uh, War Games. Mike? Uh, I'm I'm going to vote for Pirates of Silicon Valley, and, and I love War Games, and I'll have a chance to talk about it later, too. Uh, but I'm going to vote for Pirates of Silicon Valley. I also watched it after Steve Jobs died, uh, along with a, a documentary that covered a lot of the same information, um, which was much, much better. And Pirates of Silicon Valley was terrible. I mean, even at the time... When it came out, I watched it, and, and I thought it was terrible. And uh, it was just, just this really bizarre, kind of insane portrayal of these characters. Very cartoonish. Uh, and, uh, but what, what fascinates me is both of those things ended with a similar premise of, at the time that they came out, Apple was at the bottom of the heap, and it was about the dominance of, of Microsoft and that was the lesson to be learned from this story and now you know we sit here how many years later and this is being recorded on uh, on one Apple device uh, the list is being read off another Apple device uh, with a, yet another one next to me and uh, you know Mike it was actually the end of one was who is going to dominate the the world Microsoft or Netscape was the actual ending quote of one of them and uh, that's that's just amazing. You talk about the technology being, you know, changed in five years. The entire landscape changes. And uh, that movie's uh, prophecy of the future did not come true. Netscape totally won. Uh, John? <laughs> uh, this is a really cool matchup. I mean, they're both very much the product of their time. Um, and Pirates of Silicon Valley, unfortunately, has that stink of made-for-TV movie all over it. Um, but, you know, for those who are kind of on the cursory of kind of knowing what that whole Microsoft versus Apple battle was about, and after Steve Jobs died, trying to get some little glimpse of what he was all about, even though this is that over-the-top, dramatized um you know, just low budget TV movie. Um, I think I'm going to give it a vote here, even though War Games may be the superior, well, is the superior movie. A vote for Silicon Valley, but War Games is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It's the first unknown fight of the evening. Uh, Barry, this one is yours. It is Mallrats versus Jared's pick. This might be the greatest fight. Ever on Geek Fights. It is Mallrats versus Shaun of the Dead. Oh yes, that is a uh, that's a that's a surprise. I never would have uh, guessed that. Um, Mallrats is is 
one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies, and I really liked seeing uh, seeing a young uh, a young uh, Jason Lee and uh, and and Ben Affleck in there. But Shaun of the Dead, I think, is is better. And I think it would be makes for some interesting fights if that goes forward. So I'm going to vote for Shaun of the Dead. A uh, vote for Shaun of the Dead. Um, Mallrats is a great, great film. I love it to death. Um, but they are they are <laughs> oddly enough they are cartoonier in Mallrats than they are in Shaun of the Dead. And Shaun of the Dead, Shaun is a, a, a hardcore geek. He talks about all his geeky habits, his things, video games. Uh, comic books, I think they talk about comic books, they sit around and watch movies, they argue about that stuff, they argue about music, uh, they're they are huge geeks, and then the zombie apocalypse happens. Uh, I love Shaun of the Dead, I'm going to be voting for Shaun of the Dead. Mike? Yeah, I, uh, I love Shaun of the Dead too, but uh, it has not had as, as large an impact as the the uh, View Askew uh, universe has, uh, at least not to me. And uh, and this is this is the representation of that, and Mallrats is my favorite of those movies because I think it's the geekiest and it's got it's got Stan fucking Lee in it, and uh, arguing about the things cock, and uh, you know, just because a guy reads comics you think he can't start some shit, uh, I love that movie. So for Kevin Smith and all he has given to us, Mallrats. A vote for Mallrats, John. Um. This is a hard battle, too, because I think sometimes it does just come down to what would I watch right now? And I like the argument that the characters in Shaun of the Dead are a little less cartoony than Mallrats. And sometimes the, um, I I, I don't know, the the self-aware coolness of the Kevin Smith films is sort of a turnoff to me, even though I find myself laughing and enjoying them almost thoroughly. Uh, but if I had to go watch one right now, it would still be Shaun of the Dead. I'll vote for Shaun of the Dead. And Michael? I think everyone who's voted for Shaun of the Dead is out of their fucking mind. I don't understand this at all. Look, I love Shaun of the Dead. If you ask me which of these two films I like more, Shaun of the Dead. If you ask me which of these two films... Is better made. It's Shaun of the Dead. In every really consistent way in terms of quality, Shaun of the Dead is a better film than Mallrats. But how is Shaun of the Dead a geek movie? The guys in the movies, they're not geeks. They're just normal, everyday working schlubs who kind of just go through life, going through the bar, hanging out with their girlfriends, playing video games at home. They're not especially geeky. There's nothing really geeky about them. They're just guys that get caught up in a zombie outbreak, and the director throws in a whole bunch of stuff there for fans of zombie films, and that's fine, and that's great. And like I said, I love Shaun of the Dead, but what the fuck does it have to do with being a geek movie? And you're putting it up against mall rats, which couldn't be more, it's probably one of the quintessential geek movies of the past 30 years. I mean, are you fucking people kidding me? I mean, that whole movie's got geek blood running through its very veins in every single scene. All the characters have become geek archetypes since this movie came out. And you're going to throw it out for Shaun of the Dead? 
Just because you like a movie better doesn't mean it's a better geek movie, guys. I'm sorry, but that's just really twisted, stupid logic. You got to go with the one that actually applies to the topic in hand and not just because of which movie you like better or which one you'd sit down and watch right now if you could. That's lame, lazy thinking. Stop it. I know it's lost and I don't care. <laughs> but Shot of the Dead is moving on. Damn. What? If he hadn't insulted me at the end, I would have actually changed my vote. <laughs> but Shot of the Dead is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. It is Ghost World versus True Romance. Um, I'm going to go True Romance. Mike? Uh, yeah, because I once tried that bit where you invite a girl in and try to show her the Spider-Man number one. And uh, and then she'll have sex with you, which is what happened in the movie. I actually attempted that working at a comic book store, and it didn't work because in the movie the woman was a prostitute. Uh, the woman that I showed it to was not a prostitute, nor was she paid uh, by my boss to have sex with me. I did uh, tell my boss about that scene, and uh, he, he didn't really seem impressed. Uh, so for that alone, because this is the second time I've told that this story, but the first time coherently, uh, I will vote for True Romance. Oh, vote for true romance. Uh, John? Uh, make it short and sweet. I'm going to vote for Ghost World. Michael? Ghost World. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Barry. Short and sweet. Ghost World. I like the characters in it a lot better. And Ghost World is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Free Enterprise versus The Conversation. Uh, I will be intrigued to hear how The Conversation is a geek movie as well. Uh, someone put that on here. Uh, it's another one that uh, I, I can kind of get it, uh, but it is up against um, a, a fantastic geek movie, uh, one that I will yell at later, but uh, for now I will, I will sing its praises. And... Uh, and if for no other reason than the uh, the most excellent uh, two disc special edition from Anchor Bay a couple years ago that uh, the Damon and I both uh, appear in, strangely enough. Really, you're gonna actually say that on the record now? I can out that one. It's it's been gone for a while. All right, I'll vote for Free Enterprise, John. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm only marginally familiar with the conversation. I saw it ages and ages ago. Free Enterprise definitely has a special place in my heart. It's one of the first things we ever reviewed on DVD Geeks, that special edition from Anchor Bay. Um, the director is a friend of mine, as well as his co-writer. And, um, I, you know, I, I watched that and I felt like a lot of the dialogue in that was conversations that I had had in my real life. And I think a lot of people who watch that movie feel that way. They definitely identify with those characters and their level of geekiness. So free enterprise all the way. A vote for free enterprise, Michael. Oh, and now it's interesting that the classic often, you know, considered one of the best films of the 70s, which is in every way really noticeable, a better film than Free Enterprise is going down in flames. There's no fucking logic to anything around here, but whatever, I understand, Free Enterprise. Uh, oh, it's a logic. It's a geek logic. 
Oh, shut up. A vote for free enterprise, Barry. I don't want it to be a clean sweep. I'm going to vote for a conversation. Kick logic. Stick it up my ass. A vote for the conversation. And uh, yeah, I will go with free enterprise too. They were they were uh, a lot less cartoony than people in the conversation. <laughs> and, and our free enterprise moves on, and we are on to our next fight. John, this one is yours. It is Tron versus the Explorers. Hmm. All right. So Tron, computer geeks trapped in a computer world. Explorers, a bunch of. Uh, Teenage, almost teenage kids who uh, get a message from aliens and uh, go meet those aliens in a spaceship that they build. Um, I think the thing about Tron is that, you know what, you don't really need to identify with the guy in it being a computer geek. You know, once you get into that world, really all you need to do is to sort of absorb that world. I feel with Explorers, to have a connection to that movie, you're having a connection with these kids' sort of obsessive nature. You know, again, going back to the whole idea of what being a geek is. So, just going on that criteria, um, yeah, I I definitely go with Explorers here. Uh, Vote for Explorers. Michael? Uh, It's hard to vote against Explorers because it's, uh, it's a terrific movie. Um. One of Joe Dante's best movies, actually, which no one saw when it came out. And it is sort of a geek movie in, 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 the, in the regards of the kids who sort of, you know, they're, they're, what, you know I, they're very similar to what I was when I was that age and my, my friends were like. So it's very hard to vote against it. But let's face it, when it comes to geeky movies, Tron's about as geeky as they fucking come. I mean... Also, the language used in the movie, all the computer terms and everything. I mean, back then, people didn't know what the hell they were talking Now it seems like it's fucking caveman language. But back then, it was it was like no one knew what the hell they were talking about. And this was a movie about geeks made by geeks. I mean, this was... Uh, it's hard to vote against Tron, so I, I really can't. Um, so I would like to uh, vote for Tron, I guess. Uh, vote for Tron. Barry. I'm also going to vote for Tron because it showed things and, and, and told me things that really I had never even seen or thought of before. And for back when it first came out, uh, it, it really was revolutionary. And I'm going to uh, uh, give it my vote. A vote for Tron. Uh, I would vote for Explorers, but Explorers is going to lose. Even if I tied it up, it's going to lose because Mike had no childhood. Um, but, but I think I'm going to vote for Explorers anyway. I, I, I enjoy the movie. It's a movie that gets overshadowed by lots of movies that came out in the 80s that nobody remembers. Like Goonies gets a lot of love, and Goonies isn't actually on the list because, we, because John was like, well, instead of Goonies, let's go Explorers. Uh, so... I'm voting Explorers. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Yeah, I never saw Explorers. So, uh, Tron. See? See? 
Anything that, well, that has, was short and sweet. Anything that has kids in it, Mike did not see it. Guaranteed. Uh, <laughs> Tron, moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Fanboys versus the 40-year-old Virgin. Mm. Um. I, I like both these movies. Um. I think 40-year-old version is a better film than Fanboys. I, I don't think Fanboys entirely works, but the parts that do really do work very well, and it does represent us better than, say, a film like The People versus George Lucas. Uh, I don't know. I, I do find it interesting that Fanboys' theatrical poster was actually an imitation of the 40-year-old version's theatrical poster, so I think that's kind of an interesting aside, but I don't really... I don't really give a shit. Um, I'm going to give it to fanboys for the line, but what if it sucks? Oh, so I'm going to give it to that. Oh, vote for fanboys. Barry. I'm going to also vote for fanboys because I think the, uh, it uh, better, uh, better exemplifies the subject of a better movie about geeks. And I think they are, have a little more of a obsession that I can uh, relate to as far as fanboys goes. So it's fanboys. Uh, vote for fanboys. I liked fanboys the first time I saw it. I liked fanboys the second time I saw it. Uh, it was the third time that I started to notice the, hey, wait a minute. They're laughing with me. They're laughing at me. And, and they do it several times in the movie. Not the whole entire movie. Most of the movie is pretty good, but they do laugh at geeks a lot in the movie. And some parts are really disrespectful. <clears throat> All the Star Trek hate. <clears throat> Sorry. And, and it really does bother me. But I'm sitting here trying my hardest to think of how 40-Year-Old Virgin is a geek movie. Oh, wait, now I remember. He's a toy collector. He collects a shitload of toys. That's a toy geek. I forgot all about that. He gave up having sex to have toys. Uh, yeah, I'm going 40-year-old virgin. Mike? Yeah, I, I put 40-year-old virgin uh, on this list. And, uh, and yeah, he th there was a lot of the... Oh, yeah, that thing's got on his wall. I had that. Yeah, well, well, actually, that I have. And then when I was looking at the CGC slab stuff going, why would anybody slab that issue? That's not. That's worth like two dollars, and and I I realized this, and it hurt. Um, but uh, I really like fanboys a lot, and uh, you got to see uh, what's her name, Veronica Mars, in a slave lay outfit. So which one are you voting for, Mike? Fanboys. Yeah, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, well, you really didn't make that clear. You really <laughs> got to stop doing that. You have no idea how often he does that, and John. <laughs> You make this really convincing argument that's 50-50 split, and we're left to figure out what the fuck you want to vote for. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, John? All right, so one movie I haven't seen, and one movie I kind of really didn't care for or care about. 40-Year-Old um, Virgin, when I saw that, I felt like, well, all right, it's kind of funny, um, but I didn't really get into it. Um, and I feel like this is a geek angle. Yeah, the guy's a toy collector, but that's almost inconsequential. All, all they're trying to do is just create a character 
that's kind of a social loser. So whether that comes in the form of being a toy collector or whatever, it, it kind of just doesn't matter. It's just to get him to the point of being a 40-year-old virgin. Fanboys, I, you know, I saw a bunch of trailers, saw a bunch of clips, and then it just sort of very quickly fell off my radar. Um, so I, I kind of hate to do this, but because I was so underwhelmed by 40-year-old virgin, I'm actually going to give a vote to fanboys um, because maybe I enjoyed the clips that I saw from that more than what actually got out of 40-year-old virgin. And I think it fits in this theme of geek movie better than 40-year-old virgin does. A vote for fanboys. And fanboys is moving on. We no, are... I want to change my vote. Okay. A vote for 40-year-old virgin. And fanboys is moving on. And we are no, on... I want to change my vote back. All right. A vote for fanboys. And fanboys is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is Angus versus Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Oh. Wayne's World is certainly the more popular movie and the one that was more well-received and, and wider released and everyone knows about. And Angus was a small, independent uh, release. I'm not sure if anybody's ever heard about it, but I really like the, the character in it. He seems like he's a, he's a sports geek and a science geek, and he's just trying to, just, just trying to, to, to live, just, just trying to have everybody leave him alone. And uh, I can relate to that, so I'm going to vote for Angus. A uh, vote for Angus, and uh, I'm going to blow everybody's mind right now and say that um, we are—you are listening to Wayne's World right now because we are doing what they did on Wayne's World. And if they're not geeks, we're not geeks, and this isn't geek fights. Uh, I've got to vote for Wayne's World. Sorry, Barry, Mike. Uh, I'll go for Angus because I could really use a good burger right now. John, um, I think Wayne's World is part of what made being a geek more acceptable now. So on that alone, I'm going with Wayne's World. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Michael. Which way are you voting? I never really thought of Wayne's World as being a geek movie. I mean, yeah, there are a couple of guys that like rock and roll and do a, a, a public access television show, but lots of people do that. Doesn't make them geeks. Um, I love Wayne's World. It's, my, it's a terrific movie. I like the second one too, but I don't really think of them as geeks. I mean, this kind of—I mean, I, I don't know what qualifies them to be geeks. Really, I don't—I don't get it. The um, fact that they're hardcore music geeks. You know what? Shut the fuck up. I'm voting for Angus. Oh, vote for Angus. And Angus is moving on. And the we, first pure spite victory of the night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was that, that, the two spite votes. One was for Angus Burgers, and one was uh, a spite vote against it. Uh, but Angus is moving on. On to our next vote. It is a vote fight. It is Galaxy Quest versus Kickass. Um, both are 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 fun movies. Uh, Kickass is a little bit more disturbing, but. I don't know how I can vote against Galaxy Quest. Uh, so I'm going to go Galaxy Quest. Mike? Yeah, this this really hurts because I, I put Kick-Ass on the list. I love it. Uh, it is uh, 
I think it's a great geek movie, especially a comic book geek, because it's such a, a, a great fantasy about just, you know what, fuck it, I can, I can do it. I can just go out there and be a superhero. And uh, the movie's not, is not like the book. I actually like the movie a lot more. The movie does not really try to be particularly realistic about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's up against Galaxy Quest, and uh, I'll, I'll save my love for Galaxy Quest for later rounds. But Galaxy Quest. Uh, vote for Galaxy Quest. John. Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. How could I possibly vote against Galaxy Quest? E- even if, you know, again, going by the geek criteria, is this really about geeks? Well, not really. It's about the washed up actors who are not geeks. They just live in this world of geeks. Um, but I, I would find it so hard for it to not move on. So I'm going with Galaxy Quest. Michael. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> and Barry. I think you're Barry. muted. Barry, you're muted. There we go. Yes. I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, give uh, a pity vote to Kick-Ass so it's not a clean sweep. A vote for Kick-Ass, but Galaxy Quest is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Weird Science versus 21, a movie about math geeks. Uh, the math geek premise intrigues me, but uh, a good rule of thumb that I, I will kind of adopt throughout this and have so far, for the most part, is um, if I haven't seen the movie, I'm not voting for it, and I haven't seen 21. Uh, and I have seen Weird Science, and I do love it, and I don't know what kind of geeks they are they're they might be more dorky but you know i would like to be able to make a woman out of uh cut up pictures from magazines um so i'll vote for them for weird science a vote for weird science john um yeah just going off that same logic you know weird science is a movie about a couple of computer geeks who make a girl but it's not about them being geeks it's about them being nerds who are trying to you know find themselves come into their own be less awkward 21 is about math geeks and it's about their process so i'm going to give a vote to 21 even though i enjoy weird science more a vote for 21 michael weird science is um not (sighs) really It's not really. Uh, I don't. I don't really think of that as a geek movie. That brings up the whole nerd element, which would allow for a lot of other movies from the '80s to be on this list. What's the difference between a nerd and a geek? Well, it's a very fine line, and uh, clearly, the people in Weird Science are more nerds mixed with a little bit of science geek in there. Uh, Twenty One really is about math geeks. It's about it really is a pretty proficient film in that regard. Um, the only problem is the director of 21 did Legally Blonde and two Catherine Heigl movies. I can't vote for anyone that would do that to us, so I'm going to have to go with Weird Science. Oh, vote for Weird Science. Barry? Um, I'm going to vote for 21 because I like the idea, the story that's told about when geeks are able to unleash their full geek power and, and stick it to people. A vote for 21. It is all tied up. Comes down to me. 
Uh, I'm the one that put Weird Science on the list. I have not seen 21. But 21 is a true story. <laughs> like, they actually did that shit. Yeah, the movie itself is fictionalized, but the math geeks have done it and are probably doing it right now and will do it until the end, until they close up Vegas. Uh, Weird Science is a true story, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some kids who, who built a, a doll and stuff and, and didn't ever fuck her. They, they were too scared. They took a shower with her. But, um... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 21. This was a scary time for a young lad. Well, you mean the the time where you could have sex and the the worst thing that you could get was like syphilis or herpes, and then you know herpes you just dealt with and syphilis you just got penicillin before AIDS. Never mind. Thank you. <laughs> 21. Moving on, and we are at our last fight of the first round. It's the unknown fight. It's uh. Role Models versus Karen's Pick, which is Stranger Than fix- Fiction. Uh, John, that one is yours. Hmm. Well, um, you know, I put Role Models on the list here, and um, I-, I think I-, I just have to stick with it, because here's the thing about that movie. Yeah, it's about geeks. Um, it- you know, it culminates with this whole role-playing uh, uh, LARPing thing, but more important than that, it it, it sort of makes people into geeks. It makes the characters of the movie become geeks and kind of celebrate that. So um, it, it is this very positive thing about embracing the geeky thing that you're into. Those are the people who are the cool guys at the end of the movie, the ones you're rooting for. So uh, I'm going to stick with my nomination here and just go with role models. Uh, vote for role models. Michael. Uh, this may be a first. I cannot muster up enough of a shit to vote for either one of these. All right, Barry. Um, I'm going to vote for role models because uh, uh, I like the way that, the, that John had mentioned before about how geeks are drawing other people to them. And, and bringing them into their wonderful geek world and and the the the, the idea of a, of the, the live action role playing geeks too kind of kind of is is intriguing so role models uh, vote for role models and uh, it's it's kind of funny because you say they, they bring them into the geek world but but they're actually already geeks. Uh, what's his name is a, is a kiss geek. He's a hardcore kiss geek. He's got kiss shit all over his house, and he talks about his love for kiss. That is his geekdom, and, and he learns to embrace other geekdoms. But he is a geek. He just doesn't realize it. Uh, so I'm going to vote for role models and Mike. Uh, yeah, I'll vote for uh, what was that the one? Stranger than fiction. That's is correct. that book geek? Is that what we're that what kind of geek that would be? I don't know. Yeah, I'll vote for it. Why not? I'll vote for Stranger Than Fiction. But Role Models is moving on, and we might be back right after this. We're here with Terrace Cassidy of Geek Nation Tours. Uh, Terrace, tell us a little something about Geek Nation Tours. So I, I build tours around geeky destinations and, and things. So, uh, for instance, we're going to Gen Con in August. Uh, we did Las Vegas uh, Star Trek convention. Uh, we've done San Diego Comic Con before. 
uh, we're doing Emerald City Comic Con this year, and uh, we do miniature wargaming in the, in in the UK. So and Eschenspiel in Germany, we're planning to go to, and even historical stuff like Gettysburg. So we do uh, like a whole gambit of 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 geeky stuff. We're even thinking about a, a, a Lego tour actually. So so all things geeky, we we go to geeky destinations. That's so you just set up the whole uh, the whole like tour package. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, cool. like uh, Emerald City is a good example. So, for for instance, we'll uh, we go to explore the area first. Like, we'll go to Golden Age collectibles, and we'll go to the to uh, um, you know Pike Street Market and Boeing and and some uh, Future of Flight uh, uh, um, the History of Flight Museum and do a whole bunch of stuff around. Of course, the the Experience Music Project and Science Fiction Museum. And then, and then we go to uh, the convention too. So, yeah, we try to explore the area and do some stuff. And yeah, it's a great, awesome time. <laughs> Check out Geek Nation Tours. Let send me an email at headgeekgeeknationtours dot com, and we do all things geeky. And and if there's something that we don't do, let us know. But. Uh, uh, check us out and, and send us uh, just a note. Tell us what if we're if we're doing anything that you love. Thanks a lot, Terrace. Uh, don't forget check out Geek Nation Tours at geeknationtours.com. Uh, they've got lots of cool tours going on. Uh, if you, if you're planning on going to Seattle and other places, they've got cool things to do. The the Vegas Con, and I think he's trying to work things out with uh, New York Comic Con and C2E2. So uh, if you're planning on doing stuff there. That's what you do. Bitches. And we're back. <laughs> Doing what we do every week. Coming at you with a little bit of geek cred. Uh, John, what is your geek cred? I'm the host and producer of DVD Geeks. We uh, have been a TV show and now a radio show and podcast. You can find us on iTunes and at DVDgeeks.tv. Every week we review a handful of new releases as well as some kind of hidden gems and uh, indie releases. So check us out. Uh, Michael? One more time so I have to give my geek cred on this show. If you want to know what the hell I do, go listen to any one of the other episodes I've been on and you can hear what I fucking do. Otherwise, I don't care. Don't listen to anything I do or I don't give a shit. Thank you, Michael of Red Shirt Pictures and Barry. Uh, big Star Trek, Star Wars fan. I devour uh, science fiction books. Uh, David Brand uh, uh, is one of my favorites right now. And also, I would never, ever mistake Damon for a Klingon. Thank you. <laughs> and let's jump back into the fights and hear, and hear Michael groan the whole rest of the episode. It is Trekkies versus Big Fan. Michael, that one is yours. Trekkies. Barry. Um, big fan. I like the idea of, of the sports geek and, and seeing it taken really, really, really to the nth degree. Oh, vote for big fan. Yeah, he's he is a very it's one of those things where he does all the exact same stuff that really obsessive comic book or uh, science fiction geeks do. He does he does all that same stuff. He takes it just a little too far, but the climax of the movie is him going to shoot a guy 
with a paint gun. And you think he's killing the guy when it's happening. Sorry to spoil the movie. But he's not. He's just shooting him with a paintball gun, which is a super geeky thing to do because that's what a geek would do. He wouldn't pull out an actual gun. Because that, that, those are those are different kind of people. A geek, the, the most he could think of would be to go to his place and shoot him with a paintball gun. Uh, so I'm going to go with a big fan. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on that because uh, I think I'm a geek. And I definitely would uh, would think about shooting him with more than a paintball gun. Um, so, uh, so I'm going to call bullshit on that. And I'm also going to vote for Trekkies because... It was a very strange, uh, disastrous, but also brilliant counter-programming that that opened the same weekend as The Phantom Menace. A vote for Trekkies. It is all tied up. Comes down to you, John. Uh, this is cool. You know, they're total opposite ends of the spectrum of obsessed fandom. You know, the Trekkies are sort of benign, um, but weird. And Big Fan just portrays a sort of psychological portrait of a guy who is really obsessed um, and potentially dangerous, though we learn that he's not. Um, but if I had to introduce somebody to the idea of geekdom, then I'm definitely going to show him Trekkies. So Trekkies gets my vote to move on. And Trekkies is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is the social network versus the people versus George Lucas. The people versus George Lucas is really interesting in the in the different ways that uh, that that people geeks I guess uh, give their take on George Lucas. But thinking about the social network, it uh, it really does show geeks and what they can do given given a vision and given an opportunity. And I'm going to vote for the social network. A vote for the social network. Um, yeah, geeks at their their full potential are are can be billionaires, but most geeks don't realize their full potential. Most geeks are like the people in the People versus George Lucas. Uh, so I'm going to go with the People versus George Lucas, Mike. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the People versus George Lucas. Uh, I was originally going to vote for it because uh, I don't I think the social network is one of these ones that's going to fall into the those those guys are really nerds I mean you know you want to broadly define it but geeky computer geeky stuff is falls into nerd territory uh, at least that was the classic division there has been uh, much blending of that as the computer guys got more money and uh, and then they stole our word from us uh, they had been content with nerds and their revenge, but at some point, because geek rhymes with chic, and they could put that in headlines and trendy magazines, and uh, people who normally hated geeks could then dress like them and ironically watch the same TV shows. So, fuck that. Uh, geeks are geeks, nerds are nerds. That's the way God meant it. And uh, this is a movie about nerds. So, I... Am voting for the people versus George Lucas. A vote for the people versus George Lucas. John, I feel like Social Network is going to go down in history as one of those, um, you know, kind of era defining, or at least something that kind of explains um, that whole 
uh, you know, phenomena, the rise of obviously the social networks and people becoming overnight internet billionaires um, after the first internet bubble burst. So it's a fascinating look at that. Um, but if we're trying to show people what geeks are really like, um, People versus George Lucas is kind of the perfect companion piece to Trekkies. Um, and I love that People versus George Lucas take things so far. They, I forget who it is they're interviewing who says, you know, there are some fans who are so obsessed and, and put such importance and weight on Star Wars that they actually start to hate the thing that they love. And uh, I, I see so much of that in the geek world that I wish that more geeks would sort of watch that with self-recognition. Um, so I vote for People versus George Lucas to move ahead. A vote for the People versus George Lucas and Michael. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, only if it matters to you. All right, then. People versus George Lucas is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is Cinema Paradiso versus King of Kong. I like movies more than I like video games. No. Yeah, I do. I'm going to go with Cinema Paradiso. Uh, Mike. Um, hmm, this is tough. But I, I did adopt. Well, no, actually, I did see Cinema Paradiso. It was just a very, very long time ago. Uh, when did that movie come out? 89, somewhere around there. Okay, so that wasn't that long ago. Um, uh, I'm not a movie geek, but one thing that's intrigued me is so far the the two that have moved on have both been documentaries. Uh, and are we are we learning that it is easier to make movies or more effective to make movies about us that are true than fictional? Uh, so I like this idea of documentaries dominating this side because I don't think there's any on the other side. So I will vote for King of Kong, even though I'm not a video game guy. I'll vote for King of Kong. Uh, John? I feel like anybody who describes him or herself as a movie fan, a movie fanatic, uh, a cinephile needs to see Cinema Paradiso. So it's easy for me to lend my vote there. Michael. Um, I like playing Donkey Kong. And I don't like playing Cinema Paradiso very much. So I'll go with King of Kong. A vote for King of Kong. It is all tied up. Comes down to you, Barry. Which one takes the win? The Cinema Paradiso, the, the idea of the movie geek, and, and it really, it really tells a story in a really good way and and this is this is a really difficult one here um i could go with a physical fight and the subject of king of kong donkey kong being able to uh beat in a physical fight the subject of cinema paradiso but also one thing that i liked about king of kong was that the idea of where you had the two guys who really were who had the high score in donkey kong by the end of the movie i found out that i really didn't care who had the high score i just loved the journey so much just just the way that the story was told and it it, it really didn't didn't care to me which one won and i think that that was was an important thing about why i liked the movie so much so i'm going to break the tie and say king of kong 
King of Kong takes the win, and we are on to our next fight. It is War Games versus Shaun of the Dead. Mike, that one is yours. Uh, well, damn, we don't have a documentary here. Um, but Shaun of the Dead should not have beat Mall Rats. So, uh, fuck it, War Games. Uh, vote for War Games. John? Hmm. Well, I do think that the guys in Shaun of the Dead are geeks, even if it isn't a movie about them being geeks. I do enjoy that movie a lot. Um, But War Games kind of celebrates the geek as hero, maybe a little more than Shaun of the Dead does. So uh, let's go with War Games. Uh, Vote for War Games. Michael? No, you know... I'm gonna a computer thingy. War uh, games. War games. A vote for war games, Barry. You're muted again, Barry. Barry, shit. Um, I'm gonna vote for war games again. I think it's a better movie about geeks. Huh? <laughs> vote for war games, and uh. I'll, I'll throw another pity vote at Shaun of the Dead. But War Games is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. John, this one is yours. Uh, to me, it's an easy one. It is Ghost World versus Free Enterprise. Yeah, you're right. It is easy. Free Enterprise all the way. Michael. Oh. I'm going to vote for the one that has the hot chick in it. They both have attractive women in it. Fuck. Um, free Enterprise. Free Enterprise. Uh, Barry? Ghost World was a really good movie, but I think Free Enterprise uh, uh, should move forward. I'll vote for Free Enterprise. Um, the reason I'm voting for Free Enterprise is because they have an argument in Toys R Us with an eight-year-old child about the pronunciation of Shinzon or Shinzon. I can't remember what. Shizor. Shizor. Th- that is why I'm voting for Free Enterprise. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no, I will vote for Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson. But only because Free Enterprise is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Tron versus Fanboys. Um, I've had enough of Fanboy shit. Well, you know, I'd rather be represented by, uh, I think there's enough Fanboy stuff represented here. So let's let's go with... um, Light Cycles and Jeff Bridges. Oh, vote for Tron. Barry? I like the fanboys a lot, but it loses a point in my book because when they went to a taco place, it wasn't a Del Taco. So I'm going to vote for Tron. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, vote for Tron. (laughs) I'm voting for Tron one more time. I'm voting for it twice because that's brilliant logic. Okay, that works. Uh, you don't get two votes, but that that works. Uh, but you can have mine because I do not like fanboys. Uh, it, it it it's it, and it is because I I can't 
when they're asking the super hard Star Wars questions at the end of the movie, I'm like, those aren't super hard Star Wars questions. Uh, so I, I, that's partially on me, but I'm still voting for Tron. Uh, Mike? Uh, well, I'm going to vote for fanboys uh, because I would like to see it go up against Free Enterprise in the next round. And then it really is Star Wars fan or Star Trek fans versus Star Wars fans. Both movies have Shatner, though. Hmm. I wonder. I don't remember Lucas showing up in Fanboys. Uh, so I would actually prefer Fanboys to be beaten by a Star Trek fan movie rather than Tron. So I will vote for it. A vote for Fanboys. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Did Mike, I'm sorry. Did you just vote for something so that it can lose more honorably to something else? I think it would be more dishonorably. All right. Anyway, uh, John? Tron. Hey, Tron! And Tron is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is Angus versus Galaxy Quest. I uh, was pleased that Angus made it out of the first round, but I think that Galaxy Quest should move forward. Uh, vote for Galaxy Quest. And and in the first round, there was, a, there was something brought up that Galaxy Quest is not about geeks, but and, and the main characters of the of the movie are just the actors that played those things. But you've got a whole alien race of geeks that geeked out on their show, and they are trying to save them now. So those people are geeks, and that that's half the damn movie. Uh, you've got. I can never remember his name, but the security officer who died, uh, or the the red shirt, he's a huge geek. And then you've got Jason Long uh, back at home being a huge geek, telling them how to do things. So I'm going to be voting for Galaxy Quest. Mike? Yeah, I mean, in, in addition to that, the movie is is bracketed by a, a huge co- or a science fiction convention. You know, ultimately, the geeks... Uh, do save the day, and and when I saw that movie for the first time, uh, I don't I don't even know if I knew very much uh, of what it was about, but it was maybe five minutes in where I just kind of sat there and went, I love this movie, and uh, it's all it's Galaxy Quest all the way. Uh, vote for Galaxy Quest, John. Um, uh, yeah, you know it's got convention footage in it, but I feel like that's the low hanging fruit. You know, people make fun of people at sci-fi conventions all the time. Uh, so I don't know that that really qualifies it. But Damon, I, I like your logic that the aliens are geeks. And they're so, you know, again, just single-mindedly obsessive that they build a spaceship and they go get the people that they want. So on that, I'll give it to Galaxy Quest. And Michael, is it a clean sweep? I want to give a little, before I vote, I want to give a little love to Angus. Criminally underseen film really deserves a lot of love. But with Galaxy Quest, you know, it's not about geeks. Well, it's about our geek heroes, the people that we elevated to the people, you know, the, the, the actors and the characters that we've worshipped for our entire lives. It's about those people. And it's also bracketed with footage at a convention that's actually one of the more realistic portrayals of a convention that i've seen you got some of the you know the the typical people who dress up take it too seriously but then the people who who 
are pretty much normal and not people that are being, you know, laughed at and pointed at. I actually kind of appreciated that to some degree. So I'm afraid Angus is going to get his fat little head stomped on here. So Galaxy Quest. By Grabstar's hammer, he will be avenged. But Galaxy Quest is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is 21 versus role models. Math geeks versus LARPers. Yeah, LARPers are the king of the geeks in my head. Like, or are they dorks? I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but LARPers seem to be the most hardcore of the geek worlds. Not only are you playing Dungeons and Dragons, you've actually got actual fake foam swords and fake bows and arrows where you shoot each other and hit each other for damage and make up whole little games. Uh, so I'm going to go with role models on that one because that's a whole nother level of geek. Mike? Yeah, I mean, again, we're in the... I, I haven't seen 21. Um, I did see role models. I liked it quite a bit. I don't know really which is necessarily geekier. Uh, well, LARPers are geekier, at least in, in my my sense of, of geekiness. Uh, math geek might just be another word for nerd. I'm just saying. Uh, running around pretending you're sir whatever, that's, that's geek territory. That's just Dungeons and Dragons without really understanding the meaning of limits. Um, so I will vote for role models. I'll vote for role models. John? Yeah, I mean, you know, we made the case that 21 genuinely is about geeks, math geeks, and um, I feel like for the viewer, it's kind of this fantasy criminal world of what they're doing. But role models has this very positive idea about just, you know, embracing whatever damn geeky thing you're into. Um, and, you know, letting those guys be the heroes for once. Um, so, you know, I'm the one who put it on the list. I have to keep going with role models here and give it my vote. A vote for role models. Michael. Okay, guys, we need to look into the future. Okay, we need to look into the very near future. All this debate and all these arguments about LARPers and math geeks is all about what film is going to lose horribly to Galaxy Quest in the next round. So, who cares? I'm going to vote for my dick. Uh, vote for Michael's dick. I'm just going to write that down. I'll change my vote to Michael's dick. Uh, changing a vote to Michael's dick. Uh, Barry. <laughs> One more Michael's dick and it goes up against <laughs> Galaxy Quest in the next round. <laughs> Somebody should have bent uh, bent uh, one of the uh, unknowns, uh, uh, either a Jared's or a, or a Pizza Girl's vote to uh, to include Mike's dick in a future geek fight. That that would be interesting. It's Michael's um, dick, not Mike's dick. Let's that's right. This. I'm sorry, Michael's dick. Uh, <laughs> if if I was going to show a somebody who wanted to be introduced into the geek world a movie about geeks. I think I would show them role models, even though 21 is a good movie. Like, like was mentioned earlier, role models is just a more fun movie. It's a more, you em embrace the geekness and, 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 and take a bath in it and just, just luxuriate in it. And uh, I think that was a more fun movie. So I'm going to vote for role models. I'll vote for role models and role models makes it through in a squeaker. Cause it was actually tied with Michael's dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious to me. 
but role models is on. Uh, we're at a spot where we start making things Final Four stuff. Uh, it is Trekkies versus the People versus George Lucas, and Mike, that one is yours. Yeah, this this is a great uh, a, a great matchup because one, it is Star Wars versus Star Trek, which uh, is is kind of funny, uh, and that that alone, you know, on this show, more often than not, would go Star Trek. Uh, but I think here it's because it really is the the good and the bad side of of fandom. Uh, you know, one of them focuses on the love of something. And another focuses on the, I mean, not necessarily hate, but it's, it's something that's, that seems dangerously close to it. And while the movie does do a good job of, of showing a variety of arguments, it's certainly the loudest argument being presented is, is the one uh, that is, is mostly negative and of, of uh, entitlement. And, you know, a lot of people saying this isn't my Star Wars and things like that. Uh, whereas Trekkies is about people who, I mean, they, there was a lot of people complaining about Next Generation. Uh, there's now people complaining about uh, the uh, the new J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek. But ultimately, the the loudest voice across fandom is one of positivity, even when they're not particularly thrilled with you know a particular incarnation. It, it's it, that doesn't carry over to a hatred of all of it. Uh, and that's that's what I think you see in People versus George Lucas. So I'm going to vote for Trekkies because it's ultimately the even though it doesn't make us look good necessarily, it at least makes us look better. A uh, vote for Trekkies, uh, John. Yeah, you know I feel like when it came down to these two, we're kind of deferring to the granddaddy of movies about geeks. People versus George Lucas is great. But I feel like it's mainly great if you're already into Star Wars and you already have feelings about this one way or the other. Trekkies has stood the test of time as this, you know, documentary exploration of what Trekkies are about, not just the arguments that they have. So um, I will give my vote to Trekkies. I'll vote for Trekkies. Michael. I don't really think either one of these films represents our community particularly well. Um, certainly your, not the people. Dick, does that represent us well? No, no, I would actually think this is more of a job for my balls. But I'm going to go with Trekkies just because I really, really don't want to talk about George Lucas anymore. Uh, vote for Trekkies. Barry? I'm also going to vote for Trekkies too because uh, they could have made uh, the doc. They could have made it and shown just you know just the good side of Trekkies, but they weren't afraid to show you know the the, the warts that we have the, the the that that bitch that dressed up in her Starfleet uniform and went to court and things like that. You know that's she's a Trekkie, but they showed her anyway. And I think I like the fact that they took that leap and and and, and kept that that side of Trekkie Trekdom in the film. Is there a train coming? No, you're just hearing that, Michael. There's no train. And I will very quickly make it a clean sweep for Trekkies. Because, um... I, I, you aren't entitled to have hate for George Lucas and be mad and him raping your childhood. You, you aren't. It's his thing. He did it. It's his. You just have to get over it. 
If he want, if he wants to make another movie where where they completely rape everything else that you used to like about Star Wars, tell shit. That's his stuff. He can do that. You have nothing to do with it. Just go back and watch the old movies. Uh, Trekkies, I love you. Trekkies is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. John, this one is yours. It is King of Kong versus War Games. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of liked the idea of having um, a documentary versus a documentary moving King of Kong forward. But uh, I think War Games is more interesting to me and uh, more interesting to have a couple of computer geek heroes in this you can identify with. Um, So I'm going to go with War Games. Uh, Vote for War Games. Michael. Del Taco. What? I'm sorry? (laughs) King of Kong versus War Games. Oh. Well, that kind of sucks. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with King of Kong because it's my favorite documentary. One that really does show, in my opinion, what happens when geeks grow old and try to hold on to shit that they really shouldn't. And I mean, I just think that the study of the one guy, I think Billy is his name, who's the champion who won't let it go. I think that's one of the most fascinating character studies in recent memory. And then there, that's a guy who just, uh, he would be a, a villain in a, in, a, in a lesser film, actually. I mean, he's, he, but he's so, he's such a geek gone bad in so many ways that it's, uh, you know, War Games is great. This isn't a repudiation of War Games in any way, but uh, I don't know. There's just something really hypnotic about King of Kong because it, it shows uh one guy who's just doing it because he's really good at it, really enjoys it, and then there's this other dude, and it's just, I don't know, there's just something almost Shakespearean about that. So, King of Kong for me. A vote for King of Kong. Uh, Barry? Again, I think maybe the, I like the idea of, of showing documentaries and showing the bad with the good, and, and, not, just, and not just focusing on you know, somebody getting a high score it's all the all the, the 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 family issues and and how it affects other people's or how it how the the movie about the geeks affects the geeks family and again war games is a good movie it's a good good geek movie about computer geeks but i think i just like the whole story of king of kong just a little bit better a vote for King of Kong. Um, do I tie it up, which probably gives the win to War Games, or do I vote for King of Kong? Um, King of Kong is is a, is a little bit is it's yeah. You get both sides. It's more about geeks and and uh, Mike's argument about computer geeks are just nerds kind of kind of crackles in my head there. So I'm gonna go with King of Kong, uh, Mike. Uh yeah, War Games is a uh, is a nerd. It's uh especially back then. They were that's, they were nerds. That's a great sentence. War Games is a nerd. Uh, so I will vote for the the King of Kong because you know everybody's talking about the the one dude who was who was uh kind of obsessive and evil, but you also saw the other guy, you know, the one who who was really closing in 
and and you saw you really saw a love and enthusiasm for doing it uh crazy as well no doubt uh not as bad um but certainly you know you you really see that difference between someone who is who is is more interested in that title and in that kind of status than about the love of the game whereas the other guy i mean it's it's a weird little rocky story so uh so I'm going to vote for it. So King of Kong. And King of Kong takes the win into the final four. On to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Free Enterprise versus Tron. That's an interesting combination. Uh, I, you know, it, it's going to end up coming down to films where geeks are uh, you know, central characters in the story rather than it being, uh, you know, a movie that's really about, you know, I mean, I'm talking about like modern geeks, you know, we're not talking about people who happen to be a geek about a particular subject, just sort of the modern fanboy geek. Free Enterprise is probably the pre-owned example of that. I, I, Tron is, it's hard for me to vote against Tron because for me, when I think of just films that just have so many geeky references and literally... The whole movie is, if you tried to read the script for that movie back in 1982, like three people probably understood it fully. But I love Free Enterprise too much. That's the problem. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with Free Enterprise. Uh, vote for Free Enterprise. Barry? I think that Free Enterprise does a better job of, of, of exploring the geek characters rather than Tron does. Tron is a, is a real good movie, and, and the geeks in it are interesting characters, but I think I just like Free Enterprise a little bit more, and it's a little bit more Star Trek-y. Uh, vote for Free Enterprise. I was just picking up a book. Mein Kampf? Uh, yeah, that, that movie is about geeks and 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 they are geeks they they aren't uh they aren't nerds they aren't dorks they aren't dweebs they are film editors they are uh, what what did what did he do i'm trying to remember the writers there's a there's writers and and they just sit there and geek out about shit the fact that they go they have an anagram or whatever for toys r us tru Let's go to TRU. And then they collectively, as adult men, go to Toys R Us and hang out in the toy aisle for a few minutes. I've done that. I've done that with Mike. I don't know if I've done that with Michael. I, I, I know I've done that with most of my geek friends. When we go to a store, we'll go to the toy, uh, toy aisle and hang out and look at the new stuff and go, oh, there's nothing cool here, and move on. That, that stuff that I do in my everyday life as a geek happens in, in Free Enterprise. Now, does it happen because I watch Free Enterprise? Or does it happen because it was always going to happen? I don't know. I'm voting for Free Enterprise. Mike? Uh, yeah, let me tell you a little story about Free Enterprise. Uh, the reason this is on the list uh, is really Damon's fault because you found that card at uh, a, a Wizard World Chicago show and you rented the tape from Blockbuster and stole it. And uh, I, I, the, yeah, Blockbuster's gone, so we don't have to worry about that now. Uh, and then you said, you got to see this movie. And I remembered seeing the card, and I was like, I don't want to see some bullshit directed DVD or VHS William Shatner movie. Uh, and you just insisted, you have to see this movie. And I watched it, 
And then I immediately called Michael and said, you have to see this movie. And that tape got passed around. I mean, this is pre-internet. That was how viral was done. And uh, Michael and I both worked for Anchor Bay. And uh, the opportunity came up for Anchor Bay to get this movie. And we basically, I mean, I actually went into Jay Douglas's office and used the line, this is my movie, saying this is the movie that people like us, that Anchor Bay, uh, you know, they, they were Anchor Bay's bread and butter. Was, was the geek at that time that it would we, we had to get this movie and we did that special edition and it was all a blast and I loved the movie because I lived it it, it, it was about them turn, turning 30 that came out around the time I turned 30 uh, I was Mark our friend Pete was Robert uh, well you know Damon's the black guy and then uh, then <laughs> Jim was the, the one guy because they both had an Asian chick fetish i don't know that was a stretch but we had one fourth guy we made it work um so yeah i gotta vote for free enterprise as much as i love tron you know i that's that is not my movie free enterprise this is my movie oh vote for free enterprise and john yeah i mean i, I just have to agree with everything that has been said about free enterprise that Totally resonates. Like I said, it's those conversations you've already had with your friends. It's, um, it, you know, that habit of going to Toys R Us. We've all done it. And, um, and these guys are, are, are geeks and they're relatable because they have real lives. It's not the, the caricature of the, the, the total misfit who can't talk to other people, who can't get laid, you know? These are real guys. And, um, Free Enterprise way more of a geek movie than Tron in this respect. So uh, definitely Free Enterprise. And Free Enterprise is into the final four. And Barry, this fight is yours. It is Galaxy Quest versus Role Models. All the love that's uh, been shown to Galaxy Quest and Michael made a prediction that it's going to get slaughtered, that it's going to slaughter Role Models. But the more that I think about it, the more I really like role models and the story that it tells, the, the, the journey of the, of the, two, uh, the, the two guys, the, the, the misfits, the counselors, the ones that had to do community service, and, and what they learned from their charges and what they taught their charges uh, really, I think, reflects a movie geek character and i'm going to vote for role models of vote for role models it really should it really should be slaughtered by galaxy quest and i am not going to vote for it here but i will give it a little love role models role models is a fun movie and if you haven't seen it you really should uh lou ferrigno is in the movie as lou ferrigno and he's rich which if you've met him at a convention you know he's not rich but um, it, 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 it's a good movie. It, it, it is a accept the geeky thing that you like and, and just embrace it and you'll, fi you'll find your place. And that's basically what Role Models actually ends up saying at the end. Uh, but Galaxy Quest is Galaxy Quest and I'm, I'm going to vote for it right now. Uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, Role Models is, is a great movie. It's a lot of fun. But... Uh you know, Galaxy Quest is Galaxy Quest uh, sounds really good. And, and you know, when many times we would talk about this sort of strange geek uh, holy trinity 
of uh, of geek movies. All I think they, didn't they all come out the same year or very close? Uh, and it's Trekkies, Free Enterprise, and Galaxy Quest. You know, those are the the three great Star Trek geek films. Uh, so you know, I think in the final four we got to have the Holy Trinity. Uh, vote for Galaxy Quest, uh, John. Yeah, this is harder than I thought it would be. Uh, these two, you know, I I still feel like Galaxy Quest is like the ultimate Star Trek parody. It's the ultimate Star Trek love letter to Star Trek fans. Um, and Role Models really is a movie about being a geek and and about geeks coming together and and not caring what other people think about that but um yeah galaxy quest is the superior movie so um why not send it ahead uh vote for galaxy quest and michael oh i i just sorry i'm just reveling in the sound of role models being crushed to death uh it's just well, it's a glorious sound yeah. All right, Galaxy Quest. Crunch. Uh, Galaxy Quest is moving on, and we've got our final four. It is Trekkies versus King of Kong and Free Enterprise versus Galaxy Quest. Uh, oh, I get to start this one. Trekkies versus King of Kong. Um, Trekkies, uh, Trekkies has a habit of. And and I don't think he did it intentionally. He showed he showed the good with the bad, but he it, it seems like he showed more bad. And from a person with an outside perspective, he didn't realize he was showing more bad. And that and and that was and that I think that's where the controversy comes from. But he didn't realize it. He was just showing what he saw. Um, King of Kong does a, a like everybody says an excellent job of of showing <laughs> absolute love and absolute hate and just how far people can take things. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, King of Kong. Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go for Trekkies for a couple of reasons. Um, first, uh, as I mentioned before, it, it was uh, released at the same time as uh, The Phantom Menace. Uh, we had seen The Phantom Menace already, and uh, my friend Pete and I, who was the, uh, the Robert in the previous Free Enterprise rant, uh, went to see uh, uh, the Trekkies because we'd already seen Phantom Menace and you know, we weren't that thrilled about it. And, uh, you know, we thought there wouldn't be that many people there, just kind of the spillover from people who maybe couldn't get in because Phantom Menace was selling out. Um, and we get in there and we're sitting there and the movie starts and we're watching it and we turn around and we realize we're the only two people in the theater. Uh, and again, this was back in like 1997 or something. So Pete immediately breaks out a cigarette and starts smoking in the movie theater, uh, figuring, well, I'll, I'll put it out if somebody comes and tells him. And no one came in. They, we were the only two in the theater. We had the whole thing to ourselves. We were talking. It was actually pretty, a pretty awesome experience. So uh, if, if that alone was not it for Trekkies, uh, it would also be because, yeah, it shows us in a lot of bad ways. And I'm going to lump Trekkies 2 into this as well. Um, even though that was a direct-to-video, but, uh, you know, it, it certainly carried on a lot of it. But there was a, a scene in there when they were talking to a Star Trek fan in some Eastern European country uh, talking about, uh, it was this tremendous this artist, talking about, you know, Star Trek fans over there 
kind of huddled around bootleg tapes because this was Western stuff and this was illegal. And these people were breaking the law of their country, probably very uh, restrictive and, and harsh punishments uh, for doing this and, and their love of Star Trek and the ideal it presented, the things that we take for granted that uh, it brought to them and seeing that international Star Trek fandom seeing all of these people who were inspired to do wonderful things by something that I love, uh, that, you know, Trekkies just filled me with great joy, or at least more joy than embarrassment. A vote for Trekkies. John? Um, I feel like Roger Nygaard has taken some unfair crap over the years for the, the negative portrayals in Trekkies, but I, I think um, I've interviewed him a couple of times and seen all his other stuff, and I feel like his heart really is in the right place. And he just sort of presented what he got and then followed it up with another really good movie, Trekkies 2. Um, I, I think I would much rather sit down and watch that and sit down and show it to somebody else than I would King of Kong. So, uh, Trekkies it is. A vote for Trekkies. Michael. This was a little disappointing because um, I, I enjoy Trekkies. Uh, I, I think that it it's a little bit it's a little bit too much of an easy lay, though that movie for me. Uh, he focused on obviously the you know the people in in Trekkies, both good and bad, who were going to make the biggest impression on screen. That's just good filmmaking. You don't want to put someone on screen who's run-of-the-mill and isn't particularly interesting one way or the other. I mean, do you want to have a guy who's well-rounded and lives a good life and enjoys Star Trek to the fullest on his own, or do you want to put a guy who built his own Captain Pike wheelchair? Um, I know which way I would probably go. My, uh, maybe it's just me, but with King of Kong, I have a, li- a little bit of a personal connection to that film because I, seven or eight years ago, I got really, really into the Star Wars trilogy arcade game that you can play in the arcades. It's the, the full sit-down one where you go through the entire original trilogy. You, you know, you attack the Death Star, you battle the monsters on you know in on Hoth, and then you go to the you know Endor and battle the Death Star again. And I got to the point where I was so good at it, I submitted my score to Twin Galaxies, which is the, the organization seen in King of Kong. And for, I would I think it was two months, maybe three months, I don't remember. For two months, I was the world record holder for the Star Wars Trilogy arcade game. For two months, I was the acknowledged, officially recognized record holder. In fact, we had to videotape, but it was Mike who did it. We went to, to Dave and Buster's. And we videotaped me playing the game in one un- you know, unbroken shot where I got the highest score in the world and it was registered at Twin Galaxies. Now, that was a big deal to me. I felt like the guy in King of Kong who was just doing it because he loved playing the game and he got to a point where he was so good at it, he thought he could do it. Because he just, let, I mean, there was just something about the game. When my score was beaten two or three months later or whenever it was by some guy up, I think it was in Minneapolis or whatever, I had the opposite reaction that the guy, the Billy guy has in King of Kong. I felt no need whatsoever to go out and protect 
what I had done. What I had done had stood for whatever amount of time it was going to stand for. And I was fine to let it go because I made my mark. I did my thing and I was happy with that. My accomplishment couldn't be taken away. The fact that this guy couldn't let it go, that he was hanging on to whatever shreds of his geek youth he had, and he had to keep fighting to hold on to that shred of, of his, whatever he thinks makes him a man. I can't, I couldn't relate to that. And watching that in that movie was fascinating to me because it's like, this is a guy who I probably grew up with. I've known guys like this. I was probably playing in the arcades next to guys like this. There's, there's much more in King of Kong that's going on than just, hey, here's a fan who's really dedicated to his stuff. They use the world of the video games, and specifically Donkey Kong, to illustrate two sides of the human condition in that movie. And I really, I, there's just something about that I think that, re, that it, it's, it's a much more ambitious film than Trekkies. And I think it's also a film that illustrates geekdom in a much more mature and much more interesting way than Trekkies does. Again, I don't want to beat up on Trekkies, but again, you take those subjects, it's not hard to make some of that stuff interesting. I think, I think King of Kong was a much more ambitious effort and I think is much more rewarding on repeated viewings. And like I said, I do have a little bit of a personal connection to it. So I'm sorry for the long... Long rant, but I'm going to go with King of Kong. A vote for King of Kong. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Barry. Which one is going into the finals? Trekkies. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Oh, Trekkies. I think has um, has a a position of being more familiar to to. Everybody, I mean, they've everybody's seen the, the the people that are dressed up in the Starfleet uniforms and the people who are dressed up as Klingons and and spend five thousand dollars to or more to buy the captain's chair or whatever. But it, but King of Kong is something that that while people may have played video games or no video games, the fact that there is such an obsession, such a a a diehard, you know, stab you in the back world out there about something that that is a video game, like Michael said, is just was just really really fascinating to me. I mean, I I don't know if it just the whole movie from start to finish the way that they interacted and and Michael's argument was really interesting and really good about how that guy had to hold on to that shred. Of, of what he had of his geekness of the high score at all costs and and to what extent he would go to protect that or to 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 be the number one again the fact that there are people out there like that and that they made a movie about it and did not step lightly in it i mean they 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 opened the whole curtain and, and showed the wizard and i think by a very slim margin, King of Kong should go to the finals. And with that vote, King of Kong is into the finals. Wow, that is unexpected. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Another fucking hard fight. It is Free Enterprise versus Galaxy Quest. Uh, this this actually isn't as hard as as you would think for me. Uh, for a, a couple of reasons. 
Um, one, uh, in, in just pure geek spite, um, you know, I'd already mentioned the, the situation with uh, Anchor Bay, and and I know uh, both uh, Michael and I guess John, uh, you both know uh, Mark Allman, the writer of the movie. And uh, when I was out uh, working um, Anchor Bay's booth at Comic-Con one year, I was introduced to Mark Altman, and I loved the movie. And he was the character that I related to. And I went in kind of expecting to have some kind of a weird free enterprise moment where I was Mark and he was Kirk. And, uh, and sure enough, he uh, completely disappointed me by totally blowing me off uh, to talk to Tom Bambart, who... Uh, other than having good pot, was kind of a, kind of a douche. So uh, so fuck him. Number one. Uh, number two. Galaxy Quest. Uh, you know it, it's more than just these aliens are 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 fans. Um, they they actually can't tell the they're, they're the worst kind of fan. They can't tell the difference between the fantasy and the reality. Uh, they think this shit is real. The thing is, they have the technology to make it real. But what's interesting about them is they're in their story, their their world had their society had collapsed, and this coming together, building this federation uh, based on this work of fiction, saved them. And I think that's just a kind of a great message in and of itself. Um, Plus, let's face it, this was one of the best Star Trek movies. You know, that's, that's even super geekier. They make it real, and then they go have a kick-ass adventure. Um, so, a great Star Trek movie. They were able to utilize the rock monsters. Uh, all the great cliches in it. I mean, it's, it's one of the best Captain Kirk movies ever made. Uh, so, yeah, for being a great geek movie and a great movie that is what we are geeking out about... Uh, I have to vote for Galaxy Quest. A uh, vote for Galaxy Quest, John. Uh, so uh, it's funny to hear a a Mark Altman story here, and I don't think I'm out of step to say that uh, the first time that I met Mark, I, I was introduced to him by Rob Burnett, the the director and co-writer of Free Enterprise, and. Um, Rob and I got along great, good friends and everything, and he introduced me to Mark. And Mark just, yeah, was a total dick. He hazed me. And um, it was just completely unpleasant, and I left there totally demoralized. And then I guess about a week later, uh, I was working with him on something, and he turned right back to me as like the nicest, kindest, humblest um, and cooperative guy that I could possibly know. And um, so I, I felt like he, uh, he felt bad, and uh, maybe if there's any consolation there, um, he, he, certainly he uh, is self-aware enough to realize um, if he maybe stepped out of social bounds there. So I, I have no ill will toward any of those guys. And I feel like what they did was, you know, they made the movie that... If I were in that business, I would want to make for myself because it, it felt so personal and real. And I think what we end up with here in this pairing of Free Enterprise versus Galaxy Quest, it's like it's science fiction versus geek narrative personal fiction. And 
you know, it's kind of the same argument I used in the last round about Galaxy Quest versus uh, role models. So, since we're doing best geek movie, yeah, I think geeks can rally around Galaxy Quest because there is some self-recognition there in the fans and kind of this love-hate relationship that geeks have with celebrities because we know on the one hand they are fed up and we know on the other hand that you know it's kind of the contract they make with us as fans to do what we want them to do and get on stage and answer our stupid questions um but i i feel like free enterprise is still that more kind of like positive self-recognition of the best of what geeks are so um I, I'm going to give my vote here to Free Enterprise and, you know, may the best man win. A vote for Free Enterprise. Uh, Michael. Boy, I tell you, the, the, the arguments already for these two films uh, are some of the best I've heard in this entire show's history. I almost regret being so unruly during the first half of the show. Um. Because this is tough, man. This is Free Enterprise versus Galaxy Quest. Both of them speak to the geek in a very interesting way. And in very different ways. I, you know, look, I, Free Enterprise, when I first saw it, kind of threw me because I had no expectations. And to get something that witty and that chock full of the geek speak that I use every single day and to recognize myself in various characters and you know, just lines of and, and and geek logic was actually born out of that movie. Uh, I mean, there's an argument where it's just like you didn't pay your power bill so you could buy a box set of Dawn of the Dead, and he goes back to her with, "But you love Dawn of the Dead." That's perfect geek counter logic. That's I mean, that's where a lot of the stuff that I've you know I use on a daily basis kind of comes from. And this movie was very smart to recognize all of that. Um, and, and then there's Galaxy Quest, which is combines that along with this incredibly well-realized science fiction story. And what I also love about the Thermians in that movie is, yes, they're 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 uh, they're essentially a fanboy race that doesn't they've taken it so seriously that they've created a whole existence around it. But they didn't take the time to realize that so many of the things in the show were stupid, like the chompers and the fact that. You know, the computers don't just do things that they're not supposed to do, and, and, and her role on the ship is just to read out the stuff. They never seem to take even a second to think, that doesn't make much of any sense, but we better recreate it because it, it, it's in the show, therefore it must be, you know. I mean, there's a lot of levels you can really enjoy that movie on, and it, that's that was one that really threw me. I had very low expectations when I saw Galaxy Quest. I did not think that movie was going to be very good at all. And I thought it was going to go for a lot of the easy pot shots at Shatner, a lot of the easy, I, you know, it was going to go for very easy Trek jokes, but it doesn't. It actually doesn't do that at all. And it's got probably the best cast ever assembled for a film of that kind in history. I mean, you, you can't find anyone in that movie who's not absolutely perfect in the role and the dialogue is witty and, and, and the direction is absolutely perfect. There's not a, a bit of fat on that movie. And yet it concludes at a, at a Star Trek convention with a ship crashing. I mean, this, I don't know. I'm going to go with galaxy quest only because it's a fulfillment movie rather than just a reflection of who I already am. 
So I'm going to go with Galaxy Quest. Uh, vote for Galaxy Quest. Barry. It, it, it really is. I mean, I, I can't remember if Galaxy Quest was in the best science fiction movie and how far it went. But if it didn't go far, then then that that would that was a a definite you know borders on criminal because it is such a such a really good science fiction movie a science fiction story and the geek characters in it and pre enterprise I think has a a a a pulse to it that that people can look at and say. You know, we get it. We really get it. Um, I'm just just because. I mean, it's so tight, so so close. I think I've got to do the the the, the cheap thing and vote for free enterprise, so it's tied up and decided <laughs> three to two. <laughs> it's all tied up. It comes down to me. <sighs> This is this is this is somewhat easy, and, and uh, Mike, it wasn't a, a a a card. It was a sticker, a sticker that I can turn around and look at right now. A sticker that I can look at uh, thirteen years later, because that was ninety nine, ninety eight. Because those are the I think it was my second year in Chicago, which was ninety nine, and um, Free Enterprise introduced something that now is very 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 prevalent. In our society, uh, if you're 20 years old, you don't even think about it. You don't. It, it, it isn't even a concern to you. It is the Claire. The Claire is in this movie, and at the time, the girl geek was uh, the holy grail. They did not exist. They weren't out there. There were three or four. They were not hot chicks. They were ugly chicks. But it was fine because they were chicks, and that's all you cared about. But now, the Claire exists. The Claire is out there, and most guys who are 20, 23, 24 have no idea that geek girls did not exist before that. And uh, I'm voting for Free Enterprise because of the notion of the Claire and the fact that the Claire is out there, and I want to find a Claire one day for myself. So I'm going to vote for Free Enterprise, and Free Enterprise is into the finals versus King of Kong. Hey, John, you get to take that one. Free Enterprise versus King of Kong. Man, you know, we've had a lot of uh, insightful and interesting stuff to say about these two movies. And for me, it just comes down to one thing. It's like, I think I've already expressed why I love Free Enterprise. Um, but at the end here, it just comes down to a totally personal, subjective thing. And that's that I am way, way more of a Star Trek guy than I ever was a video game guy. And to this day, that, that holds true. So easy, easy pick between these two, Free Enterprise. Free Enterprise gets a vote. Michael. I wouldn't say it's an easy vote for me, but it didn't take me long to figure out here. Um, I think King of Kong is is a fascinating film on, on a number of levels for you know reasons I've already said, and I think it deserves uh, a place in every geek's collection. That having been said, all this conversation has been wanting me to do is pop in Free Enterprise again. 
and it's one of those films where I recognize myself so often in it. I get both uh, impressed at, at what they managed to pull off and also a bit frightened and saddened uh, that maybe I was a bit too easy to peg or maybe I'm not as damn special as I think I am. And also the fact that these guys don't really have their shit together. I like the fact that these are not geeks who are kind of just geeks in name only. They're, you know, or just because of the knowledge that they have. These guys are both losers, but they're losers because they are, that's who they are. And at one point, at some point, they will get their shit together. And towards the end of the movie, we see that they kind of have. Uh, yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, how can I vote against Free Enterprise? A vote for Free Enterprise. Barry. I've, I've got to, to parrot John's logic here in that I'm, I'm much more of a Star Trek geek than a video game geek. And, and I've, I've explained why I think King of Kong is an awesome geek movie. And I'm glad that it went all the way to the finals. But like John said, just objectively, Free Enterprise was more of a movie that, that, that spoke to me. And, and again, like Michael said, yeah, I, I, I see myself. I get it. So I've got to vote for Free Enterprise. Another vote for Free Enterprise. Uh, free Enterprise hits everything. It hits all the moments. And, 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 it, and it, it is like Michael said. I see myself in that movie. I see myself in parts of that movie. And then they say things and do things that I thought made me special. And, uh, and, and that is, it does sadden you a little bit, but at the same time, you, you realize that there are other people out there like you. And yes, you may not be special, but there are other people that you can actually identify with. That, that there is a group for you. Uh, so I like Free Enterprise because of that. I'm voting for Free Enterprise. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Ooh, there's. I mean, it's already won, so there's that desire to vote against it uh, because uh, fuck Mark Altman. Um, but uh, you, I mean, everything you've been saying and reminding me, uh, you know, the Claire, the fact that Geek Logic came from this, uh, how much of my life is not just quoting other movies, but now quoting Free Enterprise, quoting other movies. Uh, it, it's it's had such a, a huge impact that I almost want to just let it have the clean sweep uh, and and be a good geek and, and put away the spite. Uh, and then I remember that King of Kong is really about... Really, these people are kind of bad. They're, they're, they're fucked up and there's something wrong with them. Okay, I'm just going to say it. And let's face it, so are we. And in Free Enterprise, they glorify that. Uh, and, uh, and And they probably shouldn't. But let's face it, we, we wish we were the guys in Free Enterprise because everything works out and they all get creative jobs working in their fields and everybody gets laid and has the nice girlfriend who accepts the fact that you uh, won't sell out and work for the man. Uh, so it's this weird geek fantasy. Uh, oh, what the hell, let's give it the clean sweep. And Free Enterprise takes the win in a clean sweep. You, do you, know, know, what what I find, you know what I find really interesting? I'm sorry, but you know what I find really interesting? Those last two rounds and all those passionate arguments we gave towards Free Enterprise, we didn't even bother mentioning Shatner once. Uh, I was just about to. 
because the exit music should be him rapping. Doing the rap should be the fucking exit music. Anyway. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Shatner isn't Shatner isn't a huge part of the movie, but he is a huge part of the movie. Uh, it's it's learning that your heroes aren't who exactly who you thought they were, and and, and that is that that movie made made it easier for me to meet some of the some of the famous people that I've met over the years because it's one of those they aren't those people. You understand that they're crazy people for wanting to do that job, and uh, I love that. I love Free Enterprise. If you haven't seen it, like. Contact me. Uh, I know I've got a copy around here. I'll lend it to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ship it to you so you can watch it and then ship it back to me. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, check out backlotd.com for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out dvdgeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? I know I do. Look no further than Subspace Communicate and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. If you like audio commentaries, check out the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy at soullessminions.lipson.com. Mike and I just did a Batman and Robin commentary on that. Uh, so I, it should be posted by the time you hear this. And uh, Brian Townsend has a new show with me. Into the Batcave, we do animated series, uh, Batman the Animated Series commentaries. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And, of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Barry? Nada. Uh, Michael? I would just like to make my regular plug to visit your local Del Taco. Uh, if you happen to be in an area where there is one, they've introduced a new line of Carnitas uh, brand items, including burritos and tacos. They are mucho tasty, and I would highly recommend them to anyone with a late-night craving. John, I know you have things to plug. <laughs> just the one. Thanks for the shout-out to DVD Geeks. I appreciate it. Uh, there may be some interesting news with that coming up in the new year, so I'll just uh, wait and share that on a future episode. But thank you again for the support and for listening. Rock and roll, Mike! Uh, well, you can find me on these Odd Complex podcast and on the Week in Geek video show. Uh, you can find us at... Uh, geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, past episodes, and more. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights.gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Uh, our upcoming fights are, uh, let me look at the calendar. Uh, next week is Best Battlestar Galactica episode. Yeah, we threatened it. We're doing that. Uh, and then after that will be Best South Park episode. We're still trying to put that one together. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Stay on target. <laughs> Keep fighting the geek fight. Bad call, Ripley. Bad call. <laughs> <laughs> My dick. Good night. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. So tears, teak tears, teak tears for Caesar. Neither the men do this after. The good is often turned with their bones, so they'll be Caesar. 
The noble Brutus have told you Caesar was ambitious. If it was so, it was a grievous fault, and grievously had Caesar answered him. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all. All honorable men. Tears for Caesar. Trapped, stabbed, killed. It's not salt tear. Bad work. It's not in stalks, but in cells that eat strong salt drinks. For faith, breaks long love off of your seat. That is what made the word king. Cop is not in times. So intense. The play great ease. Blood great great. Stick the stab. Kill him. We hate the beast. Express the now let's see how many quotes we can say from the movie. I know. Let's see. Yes. Fuck you both. See? I love that movie. And I will. I am at it at that the the Pete character in that movie because he got laid way too much. But he did. He did live in L.A., so that's a possibility. But anyway, it's yeah, but that 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 was yeah, and you know, I I I understand why Mark Altman didn't want to talk to me. Yeah, because you're you. I understand. I don't want to talk to you at all. He just broke my heart. Mark's a you moody know, the, the dude. With- Mark, Mark's just a moody guy. Damon, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't go into the uh, monologue at Toys R Us that uh, that I've quoted and auditioned with many times. I don't know the is, whole one. You know the problem with kids your age? You think that all science fiction started in 1977 with Star Wars. When I was your age, Logan's Run was the greatest movie I ever saw. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, Run! I this movie was.